You are listening to John Diard's Life Spa, your premier source for health news in Ayurveda, where modern science meets ancient wisdom. In this episode, Dr. John talks skin health and skin care. Hi, my name is Dr. John Duyard, and I'd like to talk to you today about natural sunscreen. You know, for the past 25 years, we have been putting sunscreens on our skin that we thought were protecting us from skin cancers. Well, as it turns out, the SPF factor is a measurement of the sunscreen's ability to block the UVB rays, which turns out to be actually the vitamin D making ray and the skin cancer protective ray. And it's the UVA rays that actually cause the skin cancer. So for all these years, the sunscreens have been letting in the UVA rays and protecting us from the good UVB rays. As a result, skin cancers have reached over a million cases per year and SPF factors were chasing these skin cancers by getting higher and higher and higher. But unfortunately, we were we were protecting ourselves from the wrong ray. UVB rays actually convert with the cholesterol on our skin to make pre-vitamin D, which takes it takes, which goes to our liver and then to our kidneys, where it actually optimizes vitamin D, which has an incredible amount of research that I want to share with you a little bit in this video. And in our next video coming on vitamin D, I want you to learn all about how to optimize your vitamin D levels. Because of excessive sunscreen use and because of lack of exposure, we don't get out in the sun as much as we once did, our vitamin D levels have reached epidemic deficiency levels. 87% of Americans are deficient in vitamin D in the winter. 70% of, of uh, infants are deficient in vitamin D. And seven out of 10 uh, kids are deficient in vitamin D as well. So these numbers are staggering. When vitamin D levels are low, we're at risk of over 16 different cancers, autoimmune conditions, uh, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, stroke, cardiovascular disease, high blood pressure, prostate cancers and prostate problems, a host of conditions. In fact, when vitamin D levels are optimized, which means between 50 and 80 nanograms per milliliter, vitamin D actually protects 2,000 genes from expressing their negative traits. So imagine having a vitamin, which is actually more, vitamin D is really a hormone than anything else at these levels. It actually protects our genes from expressing over 2,000 negative traits. That is a huge insurance policy, and it has to be achieved by getting adequate sunlight. But it has to be done safely. So the big magic question is, how much sun is good, how much sun is harmful? Well, if you talk to the American Medical Association, they say that we should get about 10 to 15 minutes of direct midday sunlight several times a week to optimize vitamin D levels. Now that's only in the summertime because in the wintertime, the vitamin D levels simply are, the UVB rays are simply not available. Now the Academy of Dermatology says that, still says that we shouldn't get any sun exposure. So there's a lot of people saying that we shouldn't still get sun and sun, but the bottom line is their recommendations that we get it from our food, but there isn't enough vitamin D in our food to both satisfy us and provide optimal vitamin D levels simply from our food. So it's clear that historically we always got our vitamin D from the sun. And now we have to realize that the sun is not that. If you take any plant, any living creature and take them away from the sun, they shrivel up, they wither, and eventually they die. It is critically important for us to know how to optimize vitamin D with the sun in a safe and effective manner. Now, in this video, there is an associated article where I talk about the safest sunscreens that you can buy. The Environmental Workers Group did, a, did an evaluation of over 1,500 sunscreens, and I listed on my, on my website in this article the top 15 or 20 of them that are safe and effective. When you're searching for a healthy and a safe sunscreen, you want two products, you want two minerals. One is titanium dioxide, and the other is zinc oxide. Now they make them nanoscaled or micronized where they fractionate the molecule to be very, very small so you don't get the, the lifeguard white nose that everyone sees that actually blends in quite well and they're very, very effective sun blocks. They actually block the rays of the sun from penetrating your skin. 
It is also should be noted that really still the very best sunscreen of all is to avoid the sun to wear protective clothing so you do not get excessive amounts of sun, which means anything more than 10 to 15 minutes of direct midday sunlight several times a week, which we need. The $25,000 question is, can we get enough and store enough of the vitamin D in our fat cells in the summertime to last us through the entire winter without supplementation? And it looks like we are gonna definitely need some type of supplementation to get through those long winter months from October through March. The best way to know that, to optimize your levels, which is between 50 and 80 nanograms per milliliter, is to get a vitamin D test. It's very important that you do that. We have a, uh, if you don't have access to a doctor or insurance to cover your vitamin D tests, we have a home skin prick test that you can, that you, we can mail to you and you mail it in. And it's a very simple way of doing it, a very inexpensive way to get that done. And I recommend a baseline test and then a test in the spring and the fall because it's the right amount of, of vitamin D that protects you from cancers and autoimmune conditions and all the conditions that I mentioned and I discuss in detail in my articles about vitamin D in my videos about vitamin D as well. So please tune into the article associated with this, this, this video as well. We developed about 11 years ago a natural sunscreen called body butter. And the body butter is avocado butter, shea butter, mango butter. It has Ayurvedic herbs cooked into these butters, which provide natural sunscreen protection. And the beautiful thing about that, traditionally it was understood that we want to make the skin function as an organ versus just protect and wall the skin and, and, and block the sun's rays. The skin has natural protective factors. And when you use the body butter, it activates the skin's ability to function as an organ. So not only does it actually help the skin protect itself against the harmful UVA rays, the skin cancer causing rays, but it also actually helps the skin make vitamin D better, which happens to decline as we age. So it's so important that we keep our skin functional and optimal. I wrote an entire article about, and a video associated with that article, about the skin-associated lymphatic tissue and the magic connection between the skin all over your body and the associated lymph that drains your skin, which is where 80% of your immune function lies. That relationship between your skin and the associated lymph is so critically important for your good health, not only for your skin protection from the sun, but the function of your skin as well. It's critically important we understand that. So what your skin looks like on the outside is really, it really a reflection of how functional your skin is on the inside. So it's very important for us to realize that we need to put, we need to put products on our skin that actually help the skin function as an organ. Turns out that the body butter has a natural SPF factor of a four, which gives you a natural 120 minutes of skin protection, but it optimizes the function of your skin to make UV, to make vitamin D, and it also helps optimize the skin's function to protect against the, skin, the sun in a natural manner. So please take the time to read the article, learn more about a natural sunscreen, completely non-preserved, that you can use on your skin daily to prepare your skin for the sun and you can use it when summer comes and you need that direct uh, protection. Read the article, find out more about the different sunscreens on the market today that are the safest that are out there today and learn more about vitamin D, your skin, and how to optimize your good health. Thank you very much. I'm Dr. John Duyard. Hi. My name is Dr. John Duyard, and I'm going to talk to you about a shocking report from the Environmental Workman's Group on sunscreens. And they found out that there's very little research proving the effectiveness of sunscreens on most skin cancers. Now, they did find that, that sunscreens protect us from squamous cell carcinoma, which is, about, which is responsible for about 16% of most cancers, but it's not that doesn't protect us against basal cell carcinoma, which is responsible for about 80% of, of skin cancers. And as far as melanoma goes, which is responsible for 4% of skin cancers, the research is, seems to be unclear, although I did find a study when you combine long-term skin exposure to the sun with the sunscreen on top of that, there's an increased risk of melanoma. So using sunscreens for long periods of time 
is not necessarily the safest thing to do. Your best bet for protection is clothing, shade, and staying out of the sun for long periods of time. Um, now, one of the kind of the uh, popular sunscreens this year are these nano-sized sunscreens. And what they did is they took zinc oxide, which seems to be safe in its conventional form, and titanium dioxide, another sunblock that seems to be safe, although there's research that shows it might not be. But they took those, and because they left a white residue, they nano-sized and made them super, super small so you don't see the white residue. Well, now the research is what is questionable whether it actually penetrates the skin or doesn't. Hard to believe it doesn't. I found studies that says it does. In fact, not only does it penetrate the phospholipid layer of your skin, but goes right to the nucleus and can be very toxic. Other studies say it doesn't penetrate. UCLA researchers say that the research is unclear and to better to be safe and sorry to avoid those nano-sized. And most companies are very happy to say they have nano-sized particles and please be aware not to use them. I also found a very interesting study that found if you take lots and lots of vitamin A prior to your sun exposure, like 50,000 international units, you actually have uh, a natural skin protection or sun protection just from the natural vitamin A. Now, I don't believe in taking that much vitamin A in a pill, but you can sure easily do that in your food. I mean, uh, spirulina has lots of beta carotene. Uh, sweet potatoes and carrots and wheatgrass and leafy greens are loaded with natural beta carotenes that convert to vitamin A and can give you some interesting and natural protection. So maybe this summer started getting more of those leafy greens and, and some of those high beta carotene uh, foods that can maybe give you some extra protection. You know, in Ayurvedic medicine, they didn't use sunscreens or sunblocks. They used uh, natural butters and they would cook herbs into them like avocado butter and shea butter and mango butter and cook special herbs and make these agents to put on the skin to make the skin function better as an organ. And uh, we created something like that many years ago called body butter. It has a low SPF factor, and research has shown that any SPF that's over 15 has no better benefit than SPF factors under 15. So the trend is definitely lower SPF, SPF factor sunscreens, but use and apply them more frequently as opposed to leaving them on all day. Most of the sunscreens have have um, toxic chemicals. When you put them onto your skin and then heat them up with the sun, they become extremely damaging. Now in the article associated with this video, I do list all the ingredients to avoid and all the safe ingredients that you can look for this summer for a sunscreen. So please go to the article, read more about our body butters and natural support for the skin. And thanks for listening. I'm Dr. John Duyard. Hi, my name is Dr. John Duyard. And this is a continuation of my series called The Miracle of the Lymph. The lymphatic system is probably the most important system in our body related to our optimal health. It's twice as big as our arterial blood supply and it drains every tissue, every cell in the body. I'd like to focus today on our skin. The skin, although it's the largest organ of our body, takes up about 10 to 12% of our body weight. I want to talk about the skin that wraps the entire body, not just on the outside, but on the inside. Your skin, your epithelium, actually wraps every organ, your intestinal tract. It lines the inside of all your arteries and veins. It actually surrounds every tissue in your body and is the most important tissue that we have in particular because it's drained by the lymphatic system. There's a kind of lymph called mucus-associated lymphatic tissue that drains all the skin in the body. In your intestinal tract, I've talked about this in past videos, we have what's called the gut-associated lymphatic tissue, or GALT, which that dance between the little ciliated skin or the ciliated epithelium in your intestinal tract and the gut-associated lymphatic tissue is where 80% of our immune response lies. The skin on our body has skin-associated lymphatic tissue that drains toxic waste off of our skin, allows our skin to glow and be radiant and keep the complexion healthy, not to mention respond to invaders and toxins as a powerful immune responder for our body. The skin and its skin-associated lymph is not just on the surface of our skin. It's all over the inside 
of our body as well. And if we would just take care of the internal skin, the way we take care of our external skin, because we're so concerned about how we look, we would change the way we care for our skin. We are constantly putting lotions and creams on the surface of the skin, but 80% of how you look is determined by the quality of the skin on the inside. And that is directly related to its associate, the skin-associated lymphatic tissue. So I want to talk to you today about how we care for the skin and its associate, the lymphatic drainage system. I've talked in the past about herbs and techniques to drain your lymphatic system. These are critically important. Things like alkalizing your diet. You know, come springtime and summer, we should be eating 60, uh, 60 to 70% of an alkaline diet. If you don't know what that means, go to my website at lifespot.com, go to the articles section and print out a, a list of all the alkaline foods or print out a list of the spring and summer grocery list and just eat a majority of those foods you'll naturally, by eating with the seasons, be eating a naturally occurring alkaline diet. Sipping hot water throughout the day to flush and clean your lymphatic system, an amazing technique that I talk about in previous videos. Skin brushing. In Ayurvedic medicine, we actually use a, a technique called Garshana, which is a, a, a silk glove massage. It's a very aggressive skin brushing that triggers static electricity on the surface of your skin, and static electricity actually alkalizes your skin, it alkal alkalizes your blood, and lets the lymph drain. Your lymph drains in an alkaline environment. This is very important. In the 1920s, there were static electricity clinics that would alkalize your blood and flush lymph as healing clinics around the country. So this is something that's been well known and understood. And you can read more and learn more about that as well on my website. But today, I'd like to talk to you about how we can take care of the skin in relationship to the associated lymphatic tissue. I've talked about an herb that I absolutely love called Mangista, which is a lymphatic destagnating herb for destagnating the whole lymphatic system, makes your skin glow, takes away discolorations of your skin. A phenomenal herb for you to know about. Read more about, my, about that herb on my website. I've talked about an herb called red root, which is an herb that destagnates the actual nodes, the lymphatic nodes in your body. And that's critically important because that's where the, the, the T and B cells attack invaders like parasites and bacteria and debris that's sucked up by the lymphatic system. That's exactly what your lymphatic system does. The blood puts through the nutrition and oftentimes waste into the cells and the lymph system actually pulls all the toxins between your cells, parasites, invaders, heavy metals, toxins, fats, chemicals, and it pulls it out and attacks and emulsifies them in about 500 lymph nodes throughout the entire body. A very, very important system and if it didn't work, we'd all be dead in just a few hours. That's how critically important the lymphatic system is. So the red root herb is an herb that actually kind of decongests the actual lymph nodes themselves. Two amazing herbs to research and know about with regard to lymphatic drainage of the actual system itself. And of course, in Ayurvedic medicine, we have a whole series of lymphatic massage therapies called Panchakarma, and you can learn more about that on my website as well. But today, I want to talk about two herbs for the skin. Probably the most important skin in your body is the skin on the inside of your intestinal wall. And that is the, the skin that pulls toxins off the wall of the intestinal tract, pulls nutrition off the wall of the intestinal tract, and takes any, uh, and that nutrition into the lymphatic system and takes the waste into the lymphatic system where it gets separated out. The good goes to make new blood and nourish the body, and the bad gets attacked and processed out of the body as waste. There's an herb called amalaki, which is probably, it's a vitamin C rich fruit, probably the most potent source of vitamin C on the planet, and it heals and repairs the intestinal tissue. Any bowel movements that are loose or irritated or inflamed or mucus in your stool, this herb you must know about and research. Again, you can look at that on my website, website uh, at lifespa.com. And the herb I want to talk to you today about the skin, and you're going to love this because it's actually good for the external skin to make your skin glow and, and look radiant, and for the internal skin 
all over your body so it can drain effectively into the skin and mucus-associated lymphatic tissues is an herb called neem. Neem in India and Ayurvedic medicine is called the queen of the skin. It's the most important herb for the skin on the outside as well as the inside because the skin, the herb neem is both fat-soluble and water-soluble, which means it actually can penetrate the inside of the cell, the internal part of the cell, but it also can penetrate the skin wall. And on our skin, there's a phospholipid layer that protects us from uh, certain types of chemicals and oils and things like that, that doesn't let certain nutrition penetrate the cell efficiently, and neem does that. So neem is another herb you really need to know about for healing and repairing your skin. Chronic skin rashes, eczema, dermatitis, rashes, those kinds of things have to be treated both on the ex external to close the door so the skin is not using, the body is not using the skin as an exit ramp for pushing impurities out, and also heal and repair the internal skin so it can function and dump the waste into the lymph where it can be processed out of the body in an effective manner. So the skin is very important. Neem, an amazing herb for the skin. We actually, as a matter of fact, because the skin was so non-functional for most people, I developed an entire skincare line in 1998 with a, 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 an herbal pharmacist, and we developed a line called that we call medicines for the skin because we actually impregnate herbs like neem and mangista into this herbal skincare line and drive them deep into the skin. So not only do they repair the function of the skin itself, but they restore the lymphatic drainage. Remember, the magic dance between your skin and the lymphatic system is absolutely critical to your optimal health. This is the most important relationship probably in our body. Remember, in our gut, it's 80% of your immune response. So please, let's continue watching. Tune in every couple of weeks as we continue to dig into this amazing system, your lymphatic system. If you want to learn more about and read and hear and watch more of my videos on this, you can YouTube search my name, Dr. John Duyard, and watch all my videos on the digestive system and all the aspects of optimal health, as well as go to my website and look at the archived videos, as well as there's an associated article with each of these videos videos to go into the details so you can really understand what we're trying to accomplish here for our optimal health. Thank you very much. I'm Dr. John Duyard. Hi, my name is Dr. John Duyard and I want to talk to you about some exciting new research about vitamin D. We all know we get vitamin D from the sun, but when we take an oral supplementation for vitamin D, I was always concerned that by bypassing the skin, was there going to be a negative impact on the function of our skin. Well, now we know that decreased levels of vitamin D on our skin create wrinkled skin, thinner skin, and aging skin. And we also know that between the years of 20 and 70, we lose about 75% of our ability to produce vitamin D3 on our skin. So yes, we all know we need to take an oral supplementation to optimize our vitamin D levels. This is critically important, and I've written about this in many of my health reports. But in addition to that, new research has shown that the application of topical vitamin D on the skin also has an incredible benefit for the skin itself that when you put vitamin D on the skin topically, it produces certain peptides, certain proteins that help to repair, heal, and decrease the aging of the skin. So it may be that we need the, both the oral supplementation and topical application of our skin to really optimize our vitamin D levels. Now, why is this? When we absorb vitamin D through our skin, we, the sun, the UVB radiation hits the cholesterol on our skin, which converts the vitamin or the pre-vitamin D on your skin. In about an hour, that gets absorbed into your blood, converts to vitamin D3, and gets stored in your liver. When we need vitamin D3, the active form, it gets shipped to your kidneys and converts to the active form called calcitriol, and that gets shipped all over your body. But the skin is the last stop. It's the last organ on the list to get its needs of vitamin D. Perhaps that's because the sun thought that, why would I need to put that first? Because I'm actually giving it through the skin and it's getting everything it needs by actually activating and absorbing the VD3 through the skin. And perhaps that's why 
perhaps we have wrinkled skin, aging skin, thin skin, and it's one of the first organs of our body that show an increased aging process. So by combining the oral supplementation of vitamin D3 with the topical application of vitamin D3, it just may be the combination that we need to keep the skin healthy and young. And of course your skin is not only about looking good and staying thick and youthful and elastic and glowing, it's also an immune barrier. And when you have vitamin D3 in your skin, the vitamin D3 goes right to the nucleus of the skin cell. It activates genes that boost immunity. It activates the repair of your skin, keeping your skin healthy and elastic. It activates um, not only immunity, but it also activates the production of millions and millions of repair and new skin cells. The vitamin D seems to be the hormone in your skin that controls the repli re replication of the skin and are very, very important to have adequate levels in your skin and we actually are looking at getting it from the kidneys into the blood to the skin. Like I said, it's last on the list. So look for a skincare supplement with vitamin D as this research becomes more public. You'll see more and more products coming out with vitamin D3 in the skincare products. So look for those. It's a very, very good thing and make sure you're also supplementing with adequate amounts of oral supplementation of vitamin D3 as well. Remember, optimal levels are between 50 and 80 nanograms per milliliter. I'm a big fan of making sure everybody knows that they're in that target zone. There's thousands of studies that show that that's where the benefits happen with vitamin D3. The normal levels are between 30 and 100, and between 30 and about 50, the vitamin D works to help protect your bones. Between 50 and 80, the vitamin D does magical things. It acts more like a hormone, which it is. Protects you from cancers, autoimmune conditions. It actually activates about 2,000 genes to protect you from genetic predispositions. It boosts uh, the immune system. It strengthens your heart. It uh, protects you from Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, stroke, cardio, uh, uh, neuromuscular diseases, and, and chronic structural issues all can be linked back to a very chronic uh, deficiency of vitamin D3. So please read the health reports that I've done previously about vitamin D3, but also make sure as you buy new skincare products that there's topical vitamin D3 and the combination two made just what we need to keep our skin youthful and healthy. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. John Duyard. Hi, my name is Dr. John Duyard, and I'd like to talk to you today about Ayurvedic skincare. Ayurveda is India's traditional system of medicine. It's 5,000 years old. It's translated as the science of life, so it's really how to live your life in harmony with the natural cycles. Now, Ayurvedic skincare really understands that our skin is the largest organ of detox in our body. When I first got into skincare many, many years ago, I realized that my patients were not detoxifying waste out of their body well, and their skin in many cases had stopped functioning as an organ. 80% of what your skin looks like on the outside is taking place on the inside. There's internal components we have to deal with. 20% is what you put on your skin. So all the skincare stuff that we buy, that's only 20%. And that 20% is important. It should be organic, non-preserved, no chemicals in your product, the purest products you can put on your skin. You should be able to eat what you put on your skin. That's a good rule of thumb. Internally, however, there's so much we can do. We should check our stress levels, your digestion, your elimination, you know, how, 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 you know, how well you move waste out of your body is critically important because if it's not going out through appropriate channels, it's probably gonna come out through your skin and not look so good. So you know what's beautiful is in nature, in the spring, nature goes through this little spring detox to make sure your skin looks beautiful. In the spring, the first thing that happens in the spring as the ground starts to soften, the deer dig up these little roots called rhizomes. They're little bitter roots and they pull, they're, they're like dandelion roots and burdock roots and all these bitter roots that clean the mucus out of your intestinal tract. You gotta remember, your skin is your intestines turned inside out. So the quality and efficiency of your digestive system, your intestinal tract, really reflects the, the glow and the health of your skin. So the, the little bitter roots that are, that are harvested first clean the mucus and the toxins off your intestinal tract. The next thing that happens in spring 
is the sprouts and the greens, that fluorescent green that fills the valleys in the spring, that's chlorophyll-rich greens that actually fertilize the good bacteria in your intestinal tract that activate the little villi, which are the little sweeping grasses that pull nutrition and into your bloodstream, pull toxins off the wall of your intestinal tract, and really keep you healthy. So the first step is get the toxins out of your gut. Second step, fertilize your gut. And the third step is to make sure your lymphatic system drains. And that's the next thing that's harvested, which is the roots, or I'm sorry, first the roots, then we have the greens, and then the berries and the cherries, which are the lymphatic movers. So nature has this incredible way of, of, of healing and repairing our digestive system to make sure that our skin is absolutely healthy and functional. First, the roots to clean out. Second, the, the greens to fertilize. And then third, the berries to get your lymph system to move, and your skin is drained by your lymphatic system. If your lymph is stuck or congested or boggy, your skin's going to look kind of old and lackluster and wrinkled and dry. So this is how nature does it. Every season in the spring, nature prepares us to have good, beautiful, and healthy spring. Now, in my website, there's a, uh, a short home cleanse that you can do on your own to actually replicate what nature is trying to do for us to keep us healthy and keep us cleansed. So I invite you to take a look at that. I invite you to read more about Ayurvedic skincare on my website. Thank you for listening. I'm Dr. John Duyard. Hi, my name is Dr. John Duyard. I want to talk to you today about an Abhyanga and some of the latest science behind this ancient practice of daily self massage with oil, classically a blend of sesame oil and herbs. And I was watching a lecture by this sadhu, holy man, in the north of the Himalayan mountains, at the base of the Ganges River in a small town called Gangotri. And he, as he was lecturing, he was giving himself his daily Ayurvedic massage. And as he was doing that, I was completely struck, distracted really, by how much affection and care and love and attention he was giving to himself as he was giving himself this massage. It was mind-boggling to me. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I realized that there's absolute science and I've written about it, but I wasn't really struck by it until I saw this man giving himself this massage with such mindfulness and such attention. Turns out when you give a massage and you love and you care or touch another person with love and affection, it produces a hormone called oxytocin, which is the bonding, giving, loving, caring hormone related to longevity, optimal health, better mood, better reproductive function, boosting immunity. It really is one of the hormones that we want to produce more of, but you can't make yourself produce it. It has to be an expression of your true nature, which is to be loving and kind and giving and joyful. If you do it with uh, a, 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 an egotistical need to get some return on investment, some expectation, you don't produce oxytocin, you produce other types of reward hormones, not the giving, loving, bonding hormone. So it turns out that when you actually produce oxytocin, you increase the production of good beneficial microbes in your intestinal tract, which support the health and well-being of the body in a major way. So they really think that the mechanism of this oxytocin is related to these microbes. Well, it turns out when you give uh, one study that gave a group of people probiotics, and, it noted, and they noticed that the oxytocin levels increased, and, and the health index increased as well. So it seems to go both ways. The more good probiotics you have, the more oxytocin that you make, the more oxytocin that you make by giving, loving, caring, and bonding, the more good microbes you make in your gut that support optimal health. So how cool is that, that when you actually are giving yourself or another person massage with love and affection, that you're actually uh, producing, creating an environment that supports the growth and proliferation of this good, healthy microbiome, which we now know supports the health of everything that we do. We also know that these microbes in our body thrive in a loving, kind, giving environment, and they actually disappear and contract and, and withdraw um, in a very stressful environment. So we could make the case that the 90% of the cells in our body thrive in love and kindness and joy, oxytocin-based environment, and they disappear or deteriorate in a very stressful environment. And there's really good studies to support that. So the idea of loving your own self, which is kind of an interesting concept, of giving yourself a massage, 
with love and affection has this whole nother benefit above and beyond the, the, the actual mechanical benefit by putting oil on your skin. Now here's some more interesting information. When you put oil on your skin, we know that the microbes, many of the microbes in your skin, feed on the sebum or the oil in your skin. So when you put oil on your skin, you're actually feeding your own microbiology on your skin, which is a very cool thing because uh, we're mostly microbes and the microbes provide a nice protective barrier for our skin to protect. You also have in one square centimeter about a thousand uh, neurons, about a million neurons for our arm, and and about 20 million neurons for our whole body. So when you, do your, when you give yourself an oil massage on your skin, you're actually putting oil on 20 million sensory nerves. And those sensory nerves can be aggravated. They're aggravated by stress, they're aggravated by environment, they're aggravated by travel, jet lag, circadian rhythms, they're aggravated by other toxic microbes that attach to us and feed on us and it's sort of crazy chemicals, environmental toxins, things like that. They are all affecting the quality of our skin and therefore the quality of our microbiology and therefore the amount of oxytocin we produce and the ability for us to stay centered, loving, joyful, and kind. This is, sounds a little bit crazy, but there's absolutely good science to back that up. So when you give yourself an oil massage, and you do it in a loving way, we know you're going to produce more oxytocin. When you give yourself an oil massage, you're going to create a better barrier of your skin to support healthier microbes that can produce more of this oxytocin. You're going to dampen and calm, we call it your vata, your nervous system, with, with that, and that, have, that has about 20 million sensory nerves exposed to the environment that you're going to calm down and allow your nervous system to be still enough, de-stressed enough, to reconnect with the natural cycles of nature. And the goal of Ayurveda is to help the body become more calm, to help the body become less dense. And in that lack of density stress, we become more self-aware. And as we become more self-aware, we can then actually begin to take action based on the oxytocin side of us, the love-giving, joyful, kind, bonding side of us, as opposed to needing to do things to stimulate us to deliver a reward. So in a nutshell, that very simple abhyanga, a massage of taking care to nourish yourself and your skin in a loving, kind way with oil every day provides some pretty profound, well-documented scientific benefits. How cool is that? Um, so I wrote an article with all the references for all this science, which is pretty cool as well, in the article associated with this video at lifespot.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. John Duyard you love your sister, you love your brother, you love your job, you love your passion about things, be that freely. And the thing that blocks us from that, of course, once we have the self-awareness, the thing that blocks us from that is fear. And they always say that the, the, the fear is directly across from the bliss. The reason for fear is to get your attention. So you can go to the pain and fear, through the pain, access who you are, and free yourself and let who you are out. That is an Ayurvedic prescription. So we have to go through the fear. And I used the analogy in the article associated with this video, like, like Batman. Batman was afraid of bats. Something happened when he was a young kid. He fell into some bat cave hole thing and freaked out about bats and was always afraid of them. So when he became up and grew up and became Batman, he moved into a bat cave and became one with the bats and loved the bats. And he, so he moved through his fears. So as we become more self-aware with yoga, the breathing, meditation, Ayurvedic lifestyle, you're going to be able to have the clarity to go, oh, that's my fear. I'm afraid of not getting the approval. I'm afraid of what they might think. I'm afraid of I might not get love back in return. So I then put all this energy out to get that return of investment. And when you realize that that's a fear, that you don't get that return, then you have an action step, an action step that will free you. And that is the ultimate goal, the action step, the final piece of the puzzle is action. In Ayurveda, they say, established being, become more clear, more self-aware, and then you must perform action. Established being, perform action. That is the, the Vedic mandate. And if we can use these tools, yoga, breathing, meditation, Ayurveda, as self-awareness tools, that's what they are. It's not complete until we finish the job with action. And that's what the article is about. That's what uh, Ayurveda really truly is about. That's what yoga is really truly about. It's just, even though we think yoga is a great physical fitness tool, it's an awareness tool to give you the clarity of how you're engaging in behavior in the world and how you can do you instead of responding with your behavior based on what you think everybody else would love and like and approve of. So 
how can we begin to do you and stop doing them is, is by really understanding the real purpose of Ayurveda and yoga and breathing and meditation. So please read this article. It's a very cool article, again, laying this out in a very simple format so we can begin to take action and free ourselves from old protective patterns. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. John Driard. Hi, my name is Dr. John Driard, and I want to talk to you today about a very interesting technique called oil cleansing therapy. It's the actual technique of rubbing oil on your skin instead of soap to clean yourself. It's a strange concept that you could put oil on your skin and actually feel clean. You know, we clean ourselves with soap and scrub and clean and clean. And what we've done over the years is we've cleaned all the good oils off of our skin. And those oils feed the microbes on our skin. And the microbes do the heavy lifting for many of the functions of the skin, makes it look glowing and gives you great complexion, but also supports the immunity, which is one of the major roles of your skin. So very, very important that we don't scrub with soap all the oils off the skin. Now, the first use of soap is interesting. The, the legends say that oils from animal sacrifice were mixed into the rivers, and when they mixed with the water, they created suds, and the women who were washing the clothes found that they, they, they uh, cleaned the clothes better when they used some of these suds. And now we know, fast forward modern science, we know that when you put oil with water and you rub it, it actually creates a saponification effect. It actually creates a soaping, cleaning effect. It literally actually takes out some of the bad microbes on the skin. It actually has a lipophilic effect, so any oils or grease or grime from our environment gets pulled off your skin. It has some really uh, amazing properties. Plus, when you put oil on your skin, you're feeding the good microbes, which is a very, very important piece of the puzzle. Now, traditionally in India, they would massage their, their bodies every day for, for their whole life. There's, that's people who are in their 80s have had a massage every day of their life as part of their natural tradition and use very little soap, if any. And you might think you would start to smell, but interestingly enough, if you rub the oil properly, you actually, and you rub it in really well, you can create a really effective cleansing technique. You put the oil on your body and you rub it in, let the shower kind of heat up the water while the water is running on you and you get really hot, and then you rub that oil off, you create a cleansing effect. Now, why is that? The skin is made of oils. The oil that you put on your skin has a lipophilic effect, an oil pulling effect. Techniques we've talked about called oil pulling, which is the swishing of oil in your mouth. Studies show that it has lots of benefits. It reduces plaque, some really interesting things. But what we also know that it does from the Ayurvedic techniques of oleation and taking ghee as part of cleansing therapies is that studies have shown that it literally pulls heavy metals and fat-soluble toxins out of the fat cells during and after this process of ingesting ghee. It has a lipophilic oil-pulling effect. So when you put it in your mouth, or you put it on your skin, you're having that lipophilic effect. Now, Ayurvedically, they would take oils and cook herbs into them, so the herbs would actually be carried to the surface of the skin by the oil, penetrate the skin. You've got to remember, the oil molecule of a vegetable oil is usually too large to penetrate our skin. It sits on top, which is why you feel greasy afterwards. But if you put herbs, this is a brilliant thing that they did in Ayurveda. They put cooked herbs into the oils. The herbs would penetrate and pull toxins out of the deep tissues. This is basically the, the formula for our Ayurvedic mask that we created, which is a phenomenal product because it actually uses herbs to drive in and pull impurities out. And that's what they would do is herbalize oils, put it on your skin, leave it on the skin. So the oils pull, pull, pull these toxins. And then you take a, a wet washcloth and you rub all that oil off of your skin, create a sort of an exfoliating effect. And then when you're done, a very thin layer of oil to sort of protect your nervous system. Wherever you have skin, you feel it, which means your nervous system is exposed in that area. So putting oil on your skin creates a dampening, calming of the nervous system effect. So not only does it clean you, not only does it uh, feed the microbes of your skin, which are critically important, 
and moisturize your skin by actually having an herbalized oil that you're using to cleanse your skin with. Um, but it also pulls impurities out of your skin, which is a very, very incredible concept. This is actually something that I, I highly suggest that you try. We have a whole uh, a variety of different herbalized oils that you can uh, look at and, 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 and use and practice with. Our skincare line uses another oil technique called olive squalene, which is the exact oil, chemically, that our skin makes to moisturize itself. And all we did for our skincare product is we soaked that olive squalene with, with herbs that moisturize and heal and repair and support the health and function of the skin. And we soaked that in that squalene for two weeks. We strain off the herbal matter and we have this impregnated, medicated or support for the skin. And then you put that on your skin or on your face. And it has a very, again, the same exact principle, but these were designed for the tight, small pores of the face. So this process, this, this idea of oil cleansing for your skin is an Ayurvedic concept that's been used for thousands and thousands of years. We're just now beginning to understand the magic of how it supports the health of your skin, the health of your microbes, and therefore the immunity and the protection that your skin provides. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. John Villar. Get an opportunity to be your wonderful, loving self in your lifetime. And literally, a lifetime can fly by and you never get to be that wonderful, happy, joyful person that you are. And sometimes we end up just kind of angry and irritated and just projecting on the screen that person that we don't really appreciate. So please take a look at the article associated with this video. Uh, go to my website at lifespot.com, read more about our Colorado Cleanse and our detoxification programs that are involved in physical detox and mental and emotional transformation. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. John Duyard. Hi, my name is Dr. John Duyard and let's talk about sunscreens. How to choose a good one, how to avoid a bad one, and do they even work? What's the science? We know that in 2012, over 2 million people in America were diagnosed with non-melanoma skin cancer. That's a lot, more than ever before. We also know, and pretty much every organization agrees, that sunscreens are protective and important if you're going to be exposed to the sun for long periods of time. If you can cover up or not be exposed to the sun, that's always going to be your better choice. Studies also show that some people who are exposed a lot and have a lot of you know, time in the sun increase their vitamin D levels naturally and they have natural protection. However, most of us don't get a lot of exposure. We're in offices, uh, we have winters to deal with, and we go in and we get a lot of sun all at once and it can damage the skin and predispose us to UV ray damage to the skin, which puts us at risk. So we now know that it's very important for us to protect against the, the damaging rays of the sun. Five to 10 minutes of direct sunlight in the summertime gives you the vitamin D that you need. In the winter, the sun is too low in the sky to give us UVB radiation, so you probably do need some sort of supplement to support your vitamin D levels in that regard. Now, how to choose a good sunscreen? Well, the old-fashioned zinc oxide, which is the white stuff that was on the lifeguard's nose, which doesn't blend in that well, is still the all-time favorite and the safest of all. There's another chemical ingredient called avobenzone, which is also safe. And those are the two ingredients you want to look for in a good sunscreen. Uh, if you're not too concerned about the white, you can buy a tube of zinc oxide for $1.50 in your grocery store in the diaper rash section, mix it with your favorite lotion and you have a sunscreen. You can get very, very fancy and get zinc oxides mixed with other natural chemicals and agents that are still okay. The ones that you want to avoid are the oxobenzone. That's the one you want to avoid. Uh, the retinal pomatate you want to avoid. You want to avoid sunscreens with high SPF factors because the FPS factor is only a measure of how well it blocks the UVB rays. Well, the UVB rays are the ones that actually make vitamin D. And that SPF factor for 70 or 100 tells you nothing about how well it blocks the UVA, which is actually the, the skin, cause, skin cancer causing ray. So you want to avoid those, and those are actually anything over 50, I think, is even being outlawed in Europe and soon to be hopefully outlawed here in the States. We don't need it that high. It makes you think you never have to reapply it, and that's actually not true. 
com combination of sunscreens with, with bug killers, uh, again, um, they are not good. It actually just increases the rate of absorption of both the sunscreen and the, the bug killer, which we don't really want. And the worst of all are the sprays and the towelettes and the sunscreen powders because they are inhaled and those are none of those sunscreens are approved to be actually inhaled in the system and hopefully those sprays are going to be outlawed very very soon so those are things to to look for the cool thing is in the future we have lots of really neat botanical sunscreens coming on the market there's a cousin of the poinsettia called euphoria um, that actually um, has been shown and actually proved by the FDA for actinic keratinosis, which is a, uh, a early stage of skin cancer. And it's an extract of that plant. Tea, coffee, beta carotene, curcumin, St. John's wort, many, many plants are now actually being studied with lots of research. So hopefully we'll see in the future some botanicals that will actually be the next generation of sunscreens that will act a little bit more intelligently in a sort of a global way for, for sun protection than just trying to block one ray. Uh, again, in, in an Ayurvedic logical you know, process, you think it can't be just blocking one thing. We've tried that and it hasn't really worked. There must be something else. And herbs seem to do so many things. Their constituents are so vast. And many of the herbs that we think that we know so much about, we know very little about. Coffee, for example, has over 300 constituents in it. We don't know much about 90% of them but we still, we still see the benefits. So I believe that the more we can use botanicals to protect our skin in this way, of course, using you know, intelligent exposure, well, it will ultimately make the most sense. We're clearly not there yet, but uh, hopefully that'll be the next generation. We'll see them coming soon. But at least for now, you have some strategies to pick a good, healthy sunscreen and definitely what to avoid. And please, the science is pretty conclusive that at the very, at the very least, your sunscreens are going to protect you from squamous cell carcinoma and skin damage, which makes you age in a rapid fashion. And, you know, that also is another important reason why to avoid the sun and to use healthy sunscreens. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Don Gerard. This recording is brought to you by LifeSpa, where ancient Ayurvedic wisdom meets modern science. Get access to free health video newsletters by Dr. John at LifeSpa.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.